You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, welcome to Catholic Chicago with today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Chicago. Again, youtube.com slash Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Oak Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, the executive director. How are you, Mark? Very, very good. Saturday we had a granddaughter day which was a lot of fun. What'd you do? We went to see their soccer game. They have a half hour of drills and then a half an hour of game. Um, and the twins. Now how old are they? Nora and Maddie are five and and uh, Lydia is seven. But the funny thing, so then we said, well, would you like to go to McDonald's? Oh, yes. So we went to McDonald's and Mary, my wife, was sitting next to Lydia and she said, now, do you like ketchup on on your fries? Oh, yes. Barbecue sauce? N- no. What about if somebody wanted mustard on their fries? <laughs> and Lydia said, no judgment. No judgment. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. No judgment. Out of the mouth of a five-year-old? Uh, seven. Seven-year-old, no judgment. But there, uh, but it was a lot of And then we went, there's a park right near um, Mundline Seminary. On uh, Lake Street, there's a park right next to the McDonald's, so we mm-hmm. got to go. The weather was good. This it was weekend. perfect. It was a little bit. It was a great, you know, wearing a sweater. Yeah, you know, I mean, here it is already uh, Monday, October 10th. It's like how is this? Five weeks ago today was Labor Day. Oh, wow. five weeks ago. It's like all of September went. We're into now October 10th. It's flying, but you really notice, Mark, how dark it gets early. Yes. In the evening, by 6.30, quarter to 7, it's dark out. And by the way, what a tremendous Chicago Marathon yesterday. There's between 1 and 2 million people watched it downtown. And I know even the crowds in the cathedral were a little bit Yeah, how was the mass? How was the mass? Masses were beautiful, but a few of the masses were a little bit lighter because the main arteries to get to the cathedral were blocked off. Right. Very, very difficult. Also, had a wonderful uh, Saturday evening, Father Mark Smolka was installed by Bishop Kevin Birmingham as the new pastor at St. Francis Borgia on the northwest side. It was such a great, joy-filled, festive celebration. The church was almost filled to capacity. About 30 priests can celebrate in deacons. Wow, very nice. And it was just a great celebration, and the people love Father Mark Smolka. Did, did you stay for the reception? I stayed for a little bit of it. How was the food? Oh, tremendous, tremendous amount of Polish food. Mm-hmm. Food everywhere. Plenty for Nobody, if you if you went home hungry, it was your own fault. Yeah, I and bet. It, uh, but again, it's um, 
you know, we're moving through ordinary time, and we're going to blink. It'll be Halloween, All Saints, All Souls Day, and then Thanksgiving, and just going by the so much happening. Now, now you mentioned uh, Father Marek. Now, our former associate who retired, Father Joe Tito, do you hear now he's administrator at Our Lady of Mercy? So he didn't retire for very long. It didn't happen for too long when uh, Father Joe Tito retired July 1 or June 30th, and now at Our, Mercy, Our Lady of Mercy. But he's a great priest in the Archdiocese. And that's where he was as pastor. For many years. Yeah. And so the people remember him they love and him. know him and love him. And uh, Joe is now 70. Which some would say, well, how old that is, but geez, I'll be 70 in February. I think 70 is quite young. <laughs> and that, uh, it's all it, a matter it, of perspective. In fact, interesting that um, when I was ordained back in 1979, uh, in May, my home parish was Mary Seat of Wisdom. The pastor was Father Bill Clark. Oh, Everybody sure. called I him Uncle Bill. Bill. Everyone called him Uncle Bill, Father Bill Clark, ordained in 1937. So here I'm 26 years old in 1979 newly ordained, and Father Bill Clark was 68 years old. And I mm. thought, wow, is this guy ancient? And a year younger This guy is than, old, than old. Now. I'm 26. Father Bill Clark is 68 to retire in about a year and a half, two years from that point. And I thought, wow, how does this guy even walk? Mm. He's 68 years old. Or another perspective, you remember Father Leo Mann. Oh, sure. knew him well from Seymour of the Woods. The day that I arrived as the associate pastor in July of 1992, I was 39, Father Leo Mann was 66, Father Tom Maher, 71, Father Andy McDonough, 77. And I'm 39, I thought, my God, I'm moving into a, a nursing home mm-hmm. with these three old guys. I'm now 69, older than Leo was when I got there 30 years ago, and I remember I was there maybe about six months with Father Leo and Father Andy and Father Tom, and we had dinner, and we were talking, and Leo said to me, he says, Greg, do you mind living with three old priests? I said, absolutely not. The conversation, your wisdom is phenomenal. Their stories were terrific. And um, and now look at the cathedral. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look at the two, our two young priests, thirty and twenty-eight. Father Tone is uh, twenty. Father Tone is thirty-two. Father Andy is twenty-seven, and Father Don Camby, the other associate, is forty-two. Those guys are young, but and also, you know, Father George Kane, my first pastor, who is now, he'll be ninety-seven in January. He was my first pastor at Church of the Holy Spirit when I arrived in seventy-nine, and. How many, how many priests, 69 years old, can say that their first pastor from almost 44 years ago is still alive? He's right. the third oldest priest in the archdiocese. And, and I'm honored this coming Sunday, um, Bishop Ray Geddert's family is having a special mass to celebrate his 95th birthday. He was ordained in 1952. Really? There's, yeah. I think, three or four priests left from that class ordained in 52. Father George Kane ordained in 51, the only guy left in his class. And there's two other priests in the diocese, I think one ordained in 49 and 50 that are still living roughly. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing how the years go by so, so fast. Oh, it sure. Okay, while we have a minute, I <clears throat> would also like to invite people this Saturday, October 15th, for a noon Mass and then the unveiling of our brand new in in the garden uh mother 
Mother St. Francis Xavier Cabrini statue. Her, she'll be reaching out towards State Street, the idea of welcoming immigrants, welcoming uh, those that need an education, welcoming those that need health care. So please come. It's at noon at Holy Name Cathedral, the Mass, followed by a ceremony to unveil the statue and then a reception, which everybody's invited to. I think they're actually talking pretty good weather for this weekend. Yeah, it said uh, either 65 or 67. Which would be terrific. Perfect for outside. Perfect for outside. And it... um, and so I think it's just, uh, and also thank you to Carol Christensen. Yes. It's her idea, uh, her um, gift, and just all that she has done to make this happen. And um, in fact, just regarding Mother Cabrini, she's known as the uh, saint for immigrants. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that, Mark? Because of her extreme work, the Pope, uh, she went to the Pope, wanted to go to China uh, to work with with the Chinese uh, poor. And the Pope, I think it was Pope Leo, said, I want you to go to America. That's where the influx of immigrants are going. That's where you're going to be needed. And she started uh, w- with creating an orphanage first for the young uh, homeless young people in New-, New York. But she was here for many years. She died here at Columbus Hospital. She established six, think of this, she was 67 years old when she passed, and she was sick her whole life. Um, what did she battle? She, I, I don't know if it was... Um, it is was different some, things. It was something like leukemia, but, uh, but not a, a... But not leukemia. A, not a, and not a terminal illness, but something that she carried with her. And uh, she established 67 institutions in, in around our uh, United States... In 67 years. And those have been schools, hospitals. Right. And in 67. And then she was, she died in about what year? Oh, gee, I'd have to look it up. She was canonized, I think, 100. In 1946. In 75 years ago. Yeah, 1940. Yeah. She was canonized in 46. And uh, but talk about a woman. And she had a tough life because I'm sure she had a battle, different. Um, Bishops and popes. And also the city administration. Right. doing this or doing that. Well, 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 I think the movie that's coming out at the end of the year called Cabrini, which is an independent film. It's funded at 40... It's the second most funded independent film at $43 million. Uh, but there's a line in there. She's battling with the mayor of New York to get, to get what she needed in terms of facilities, etc. And at one point, he looked at her and said, I'm only glad you're not running against me for this year. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, was, she was tough, but she was so committed to the gospel. And you have to also remember, Mark, she did it at a time. This was not 10 years ago or 5 mm-hmm. years ago or 20 years ago. We're talking well over 100 years. And just transportation, communication, things took so much longer and yet she accomplished it. And she was a woman and, in that and a, environment. And a woman do that in that in that environment was almost impossible. And what she achieved in a relatively short time, but 67 institutions across the country, it just blows my mind. Like when we communicate today, you know, texting, emailing, phone calling, uh, Facebook, all that, that's instant communication. They did not have that in those days. No, and she was uh, evidently, she did not travel, uh, you know, 
the waters very well, and she would get sick. She made 21 trips back and forth from the United States back to Italy. 21 trips. 21. And it wasn't by plane. No, it was by ship. And by ship. And those, those, when those immigrants came to our country and to Ellis Island, um, and the amazing other, stories. And the other thing, uh, which I want to encourage people to come, you know, many of our lives were probably touched by her, but not immediate, not an immediate touch by her. My dad died at Columbus Hospital. You know, in his last week of his life, they they nursed him, they cared for him. There were still now Columbus is closed now. The shrine is there, um, but we're, our lives are touched by by her ministry in so many ways. So I encourage people, please come and maybe you'll be inspired in your own life and ministry to do some of the good work that she's done. And that would be this Saturday, 12 noon Mass, followed by dedication of the unveiling of the statue of Mother Cabrini at Holy Name Cathedral. Uh, no charge for any of this. I mean, no, please no. Please come to the liturgy. Well, Father Greg will have envelopes at the door. He'll pass them. <laughs> but, but, but don't forget, the, either, just so people know, when we say statue, it's a sculpture, and it was designed by, um, uh, oh, is that terrible? Uh, Sella, Mr. Sella, who's done so many art pieces around the country, including, including the famous Michael Jordan exactly. uh, sculpture that stands outside the United Center uh, with the Bulls play, and it's very lifelike, and it's huge. So, uh, it's Mark, a tremendous gift. Oh, it's a tremendous, tremendous gift that'll be right across the courtyard from the Blessed Virgin Mary right. in our courtyard of the cathedral. Mark, take us a break. Sure, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Please stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. 
year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed, what, what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach, apply today at artschicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities offers a wide variety of volunteer opportunities to those who want to share their time and help us serve people in need. Whether it's stocking the shelves of our food pantries, helping refugees learn the English language, tutoring school-aged children, becoming a mentor to young adults, sorting clothes in our clothing rooms, serving hot meals to those who are facing homelessness, or delivering meals and making cards to lift the spirits of our homebound seniors, we are deeply grateful to all those who want to join in our mission of mercy. Volunteer opportunities are updated weekly for people of all ages at ccofchicagovolunteer.com or just call us at 312-655-7053. That's 312-655-7053. Thank you for helping us follow Jesus' call to serve our neighbors in need. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ 750 AM. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Treacy. I just want to let folks know uh, before we enter our next segment, eighth grade students interested in attending a Catholic high school should attend an open house or schedule a tour. Go online to the website of the school you're interested in, and interested students must also take the Catholic High School entrance exam. That will take place on Saturday, Saturday, December 3rd. 
Registration for the entrance will open on November 12th. So once again, if you're interested in Catholic High School, go to their website. Um, the uh, entrance exam will take place Saturday, December 3rd. Mark that on your calendar. Registration, you must register for that exam, and that will be open uh, on November 12th. And I would imagine you go to artschicago.com or go to the school directly. Go to the school directly, yeah. but also you go to uh, www.archchicago.org or Catholic Schools. Uh, you get all the information that you need. And uh, you went to Quigley, didn't you? Right in this building. This it, may have. right. We're in uh, the studio, the but gymnasium. this may have been our. our um, was it the gym or the pool? There's a pool. There was a pool in here they filled in, so yeah. that wasn't my favorite and I subject. Went from, <laughs> that would have been my favorite would be oh. uh, the, the gym class. and uh, Well, gym, so you, yes. Pool so you mode. went from St. Clement's Grammar School to right. Quigley Seminary. I went from Mary City of Wisdom Grammar School in Park Ridge to Notre Dame College Prep uh, over in, in Niles, class of 71. And then, like, for me, graduate school, Loyola, Loyola, and you went to graduate school. Sure, I went from uh, Niles College Seminary of Loyola University after Notre Dame to the Theologate Mundelein, and you went to, we were together. Mm-hmm. You know, I was two years ahead of you because you were class of 77. I was class of 73 from college. And, it, um, and those, those a Catholic education is the best. I it had sure great, is. Great for faith formation, uh, sisters, brothers, priests, um, tremendous lay, lay women, lay men teachers, just huge impact in my life, as well as yours. Oh, yeah, exactly. It leads us right into our next Perfect. segment. Uh, St. Nicholas Cathedral School continues to help the Ukrainian families coming in. St. Nicholas Cathedral School has helped Ukrainian families feel at home since they opened the school. Since the war in Ukraine began last year, the school has welcomed refugee students and their families. The school has held vigils, distributed signs in support of Ukraine, held fundraisers, and continues to seek where they may assist. And I know from a previous show, and that's a one-on-one service that they're providing to these young people. Currently, St. Nicholas Cathedral School has 65 refugee students with children enrolling weekly. And our guest is Anna Sorelli, principal of St. Nicholas Cathedral School, who Father Greg and I have tremendous respect for the hard work that you're continuing to do. Welcome, Anna. Welcome again. Good morning, Anna. How morning. are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm doing well. Now, you were on this program, was it? Less than a month ago, or maybe a month ago. I think it was very closer recent. to the summer. Yeah, in the summer. Oh. Maybe, maybe two months ago, because time is flying by. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, yeah. you know, maybe for a moment, Anna, give us an up-to-date update regarding the families that have joined your school and the situation right now. Currently, <clears throat> we are up to 70 students again as of this week. Um, <clears throat> and we'll probably stay at that number for quite some time just because we've met our capacity and and what we feel comfortable with in terms of making sure that we're successful in this mission. That's um, 70 refugee students, 70 refugee. And what's the total <clears throat> population of the school? <laughs> the total population is 100 and. 95, so 200 students, uh, roughly. Uh, which, almost almost you know, one-third are yeah. these refugee family children. Right. I'm sorry for yeah. interrupting you. Go ahead. 
So keep going oh, there, fine. Anna. Go ahead, Anna. We're, uh, uh, yeah, so about 40% of the current student body is uh, a refugee student. Wow. Now, I'm sure you have heard horror stories from these children leaving their homeland to come to Chicago. I mean, it's probably brought you to tears at times. I, you know, it's almost like you can't, um, you can't really think about it because if you, if you take a moment to do that, it, it, it makes it really hard to, to, um, to keep a smile on your face. I mean, the things that they've gone through and the things that they continue to experience even here while here, uh, because their family is back in Ukraine is, you know, it really is extremely traumatic and something that I could never imagine doing myself as a person or going through myself as a person. So, so do, you, do you have a situation, um, Anna, where you have children here with their mothers, but many of the children's fathers are back home in Ukraine fighting for their country? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, at first it was only mothers that were coming, and now we do have some situations where there's uh, a father that is present because they are letting some males out of the country now. Um, but we, so, we, you know, right now, yes, we do have a lot of, of families without a father um, because they're either back fighting or they were not allowed to leave the country at the time when they were, when they were trying to leave. Now, Anna, uh, especially the older children that you're working with, you can't avoid um listening to the news today and hearing the accelerated bombing that's going on in the Ukraine from Russia. How do you handle that? those traumatic messages on a day-to-day basis with these kids? Right. It's, you know, that's what I, you know, going back to what I said earlier, I just, we try to keep them, um, lifted, uh, lifted in prayer and, and keep them hopeful that this will end and that it will be okay. Um, so we try to, you know, incorporate a lot of social and emotional sort of activities, uh, you know, field trips or just day excursions out of the, uh, you know, to get out of the classroom to kind of keep things, uh, new and, and exciting. Um, you know, to try to just distract them from what's happening back home, because as soon as they, you know, the school day ends, uh, when they go reunite with their family um, that's here, you know, there usually is some sort of update, right, uh, right. and it's not usually not usually a good one. So, mm-hmm. so now you have a situation, Anna, where you have children in your school, but do they have siblings? Some in some cases still back home in Ukraine. So maybe one child came or two children came, but all did not come. So you've actually families partly here, partly back in the Ukraine. Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, the families are are split. You know, there's just depends on the family. But we we have definitely um, I can't think of right now. But I know you know like there's a sister, or there's a brother that stayed back. Um, you know. Our grandparents stayed back because they couldn't leave. So there, there are a lot of family members that are definitely back and and who are sort of refusing to leave. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we're experiencing. You know, we're going through this with them of how to how to keep in touch with them or 
you know, how to, how to explain why that person might've stayed um, and help them navigate that situation. Then I'm sure then you would have a child psychologist or psychiatrist present because, you know, as you mentioned, we can't even imagine coming from a war-torn country where in some cases their fathers have died, siblings have died, a mother has died, a grandma, grandpa has died, um, neighbors have died, and we're not talking about one city but the entire country, and it's ongoing. So it's more than just saying, <coughs> sitting down and saying, okay, children, let's learn religion today. But there's so much else that has to be dealt with for these children are so... You know, Mark, I can't even fathom what Anne is going through no. in, the, in the administration. You know, it's, Anne, it's tough enough running a school under normal conditions. Right. But you have a situation not with one child or two, but 70, almost 40% of your population are these children coming from a war-torn country and towns. So I'm, I'm almost speechless. And how do, you, how, do you, how do you put your arms around this? And your faculty, how do they handle it? Yeah, I think that's, you know, at times that's my my main focus is is focusing on the team. Right. So if they if they they're able to start each day with a fresh mind, um, with a with an open heart, um, they they're able to get through the day and, and you know, overcome some of the situations that, that are presented to them during a day that can be unexpected. So <clears throat> I think. You know, if if a teacher asks for me, asks me for a day off during this time, it's really hard for me to say no, because mm-hmm. um, they need they need that reboot. Um, so focusing on my team has been the first step, and uh, and then just you know, again, just constantly uh, providing the students and the community with with opportunities to. To explore our culture uh, and try to take away from or you know distract them from what's mm-hmm. going on back home. We're going to take a little break and and then come back and we'd like to talk some more about not only programmatically what's going on and how the kids work with each other, but also mm-hmm. um, how we can help. Um, okay. So. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ, 750 AM. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi, Anna Sorelli, Principal of St. Nicholas Cathedral School, which is continuing to help Ukrainian families. They have a 40% uh, refugee student population. Um, Very challenging. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. 
Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth and when I have a parent contact me and say my child loves school that to me I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives you are molding lives shape the next generation of leaders teach Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back at the schools today on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi here. We're with Anna Cirilli, principal of St. Nicholas Cathedral School. Anna, um, what do you need from our listeners who want to help, want to donate? What, what do you need in the school presently? Correct asks at, at, at this time is, you know, for support with tuition. Okay. Um, We've gathered all of the pencils and crayons that we can, um, and even clothing for the for the children. Uh, gift cards for the families is also helpful, because um, then we can offer additional funds for them to take the grocery store, get things that they need. What is uh, two things? What is the tuition cost annually at the school, and then how do people communicate with you if they're interested? The tuition cost is approximately seven thousand dollars per student. Um, and then, mm -hmm, per student, yes, and which is a competitive rate, com you know, mm -hmm. in comparison with other Catholic schools. Absolutely. And and, uh, and then they can contact the school by calling seven seven three three eight four seven two four three. That number once again, Anna. Seven seven three three eight four. Seven two four three. And what is your website? Our website is Saint Nicholas Cathedral School dot org. Saint Nicholas Cathedral School dot org. Mm -hmm. And yes. I, just in case that seven thousand figure might be too much for folks, uh, mm -hmm. if it's a ten month school year, it's about seven hundred dollars a month. 
that you'd be looking for or even divide yep. that by four weeks and even um what would that be you would know better than that. it would be about um it's 175 dollars yes. a week yeah so 170 so it's 175 a week 700 how about, a how month about sports for 400 or then? seven <laughs> or seven seven thousand for the year um Good. And one more time where people would connect with you. The phone number? Yes, 773-384-7243. And the web? It's org. All these children coming seven-day, of course, they're not paying any tuition because they're coming from the Ukraine. So you're talking 70 children times 7,000 would be... $490,000 needed to cover the budget for these 70 children. Am I correct, roughly? That's a half yep. a million dollars. Yes. And also, so that's a great challenge. That's so. a great challenge. But here's the important thing, interesting, Mark, is that if a child would have come into school and the family could not pay, that's one child. But when you have 70 coming from a war-torn country, all right. of a sudden for Anna, that's a half a million dollars added to your budget that you don't have that type of money to come up with. So really for our listeners, if everybody were to contribute $1,000, $100, every penny would make a difference because as I'm just doing the math in my head, when you mentioned 70 students, now start breaking that down, 7,000 per student, now break that down, that's 490. It's like, how do you do it, Anna? I mean, that's a staggering number. Right. I mean, number. we've been doing a lot of outreach. I know you. you the, the, this is, the what, the second or third time I've spoken to the both of you, so mm-hmm. thank you. It's important to keep this this story in the news right, and, right, right. and keep it in fresh in people's minds um, because we're still dealing with it every single day. And, you know, we're not even just looking at this year because the at this point, the families that have come um, are are committed they're they're looking you know to be here for more than one year so Mm -hmm. even you know at the beginning when we were just looking for an initial safe haven for these students right uh now we're looking at okay what's this going to look what's our one-year plan what's our two-year plan i mean i never thought about that because the children came in school for this year but then for a third grader next year the year after you know mark i really would like to see even on the radio Mm -hmm. holy cathedral we will do something. Yes, we will. I just felt the same way. Yeah, and we will do something from the cathedral. I'll talk with my staff because you're, we are neighbors. You're three miles away. And, you know, I mean, talk about our prayers have been with you, absolutely. But I think now some financial assistance, um, it's like when you when you said the numbers to me, it's like, oh, my God. And, it's and huge. It, and, Anna, it will be an amazing feat because when— Father Greg opens his wallet first. You'll see the moths come out, <laughs> and then, and then my, we'll figure out my, the donation. My first Holy Communion money. <laughs> I'll, I'll pour that right out. And now, listen for an, uh, just switching gears a little bit, uh, Anna. Tell us about uh, Congressman Mike Quigley's recently his visit to uh, the school recently. Oh, uh, he he had some good messages that he that he shared with the students. Um, I think you know. One of one of the takeaways I heard from students was for them to look, you know, going through life, we try to be the the smartest that we can and we try to to do the best that we can. But 
he said, remember, you know, it's what is on the inside that will really make a difference in one person's life or in, in, in two people's lives. So if you can be kind to just one person, um, you can make a difference. And, you know, I guess I, that actually resonated with me, right? Um, I, I, lead, I start each day, my why is, you know, why do I do this? I, I want to, I want to help children. I want to, you know, give them the, the, the tools they need to be the best that they can be. And so offering this to these students that are fleeing war um, has taken a toll on everyone, but at the same time, it's sort of become my why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm in this to help these children um, to, to feel loved and feel welcomed and um, to, to be the best that they can be. And maybe one day they can go back and, and make a difference in their country. And as Mark takes us to break right now, real quick, you have been principal in that school for how long? This is my eighth year. So which means you've gone through COVID hitting in March of 20 <laughs> to this situation. It's like, well, did I sign up for this? Right. They say you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Exactly. I'm sure this was not Part in of your plan. plans, but wow. you're doing a wonderful. So from COVID to the Ukrainian children. It's it's a ministry. Refugees. It, it, you know, the the principal part, there's a lot of businessy parts to it, but you're ministering to that whole whole community. You are. Take which, us to break, Mark. You know, and one other thing, even though you may not have heard, but you kind of have the same spirit as Mother Cabrini. You know, we're honoring her with a statue on Saturday, but her her attitude toward life was, you know, whatever God calls me to do, I will do because he's with me. Yeah, I'm not alone in the ministry, and you're not alone, and you know that because you start each day with that focus. And hey, Mark, that beautiful prayer I pray eight, ten times a day, Lord Jesus, may I trust in you completely, then I know you're with me, then I shall not fear, and you, Lord, will do the rest. Prayer of trust and surrender. So on yeah. that note. We'll be back. Catholic Schools today on WNDZ, 750 AM. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy here with Anna Cirilli, principal of St. Nicholas Cathedral School. We'll continue our discussion, and I want to make sure in our next segment people continue to understand how they can support your wonderful ministry. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. 
The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. I feel special. (laughs) I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artschicago.org slash findaschool. At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse, inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. Catholic Schools today on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Treacy, here with Anna Cirilli, Principal of St. Nicholas Cathedral School. As uh, we were taking a break there, anybody on YouTube could see these wonderful pictures of these beautiful young faces totally immersed in whatever they were doing at school. Anna, brag a little bit about uh, the curriculum at St. Nicholas Cathedral School, and also the idea that there may be some parents out there that are thinking, what school am I going to send my son or daughter to? And it's all yours. Why should they, why should they be sending them to St. Nicholas? Thank you. Uh, you know, we offer um, uh, a, ba- a good education, a well-rounded education. Our students are graduating into the top high schools in the city, which we're extremely proud of. Um, last year out of our small graduating class of 15, um, five of them were accepted into Walter Payton High School, for example, wow. which is a top high yep. school in the nation. So that's just yeah. an example. And I, I, would have, I would have brought your average down if I was a 
Yeah. Eighth grade graduate. You certainly would have. <laughs> 14, out of, 14 out of 15. <laughs> I don't think that's heard of. And that's not a, a common. No, that wouldn't work. I, then I would be that lying if I didn't do that. So. I'd be in your office often. We'd be, you, you, I'd get to know you on a first day basis in eighth grade. <laughs> 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 oh, Greg, so good to see you again in my office. <laughs> it's good to you know, yeah, it's good to see you laugh. Yeah, I thank you because I, you know, for anyone that's only listening and, and cannot see, I I'm definitely exhausted um going into the sixth, seventh month, right, of this. So um taking a break is something that I have a hard time doing. It was interesting yeah. is I just thought of something. You just said you went to the sixth or seventh month of this with the refugee children coming. You're coming off of a good solid year and a half of COVID as new protocols went into place. So it's tough enough for any principal or teacher having gone through COVID as a, as a rector of the cathedral, pastor, and Mark part of the staff. Staffs, parents, families were all going through the COVID and schools where they went through changing protocols. Now, as we're just starting to see the light a little bit of coming back to, quote, normal in a classroom situation versus e-learning, you're hit upon this whole horrific tragedy of families being torn and saying, okay, now, Anna, deal with this. And also, as I was talking to Mark off the, during the break, is the financial component is real because as a rector, you know, I've got to keep the doors open and the heat on and the lights on, we've got the same thing in school, and 70 children enter your school without a penny because they're coming from the Ukraine. It's like, okay, now go find a half million dollars into the budget, which is, I can't even fathom that. So what? Uh, so these, these are just a few of the things on your mind when you say you're burned out. In fact, isn't today supposedly a holiday for you? Yeah. Oh, this is how you spend your day <laughs> off? Your day off with us on radio, <laughs> with us on radio, working. Well. And That's early why I did hesitate for a moment when they asked me if I would join you two. <laughs> so you slept until like what six thirty? Yeah, you, today? Slept, you slept, <laughs> slept until six. That's right. And you, on your day off, where and do you find your joy? Don't sleep, Anna. Where do you find your joy? I mean, because you you're basically, if people see you on YouTube, you're you're a joy. You're a happy person. You've got a beautiful smile. And, and you're a sensitive person. But where do you find your joy? What you know? Is it listening or to Father Greg's <laughs> tell <scripts>. jokes. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell jokes. jokes. <laughs> I am uh, I am lighthearted. I do appreciate the the jokes and um Well you do. Don't well, tell it. him that. Well, hold yeah. it. Please Wait, really? don't tell him that. Oh really? I got the we got the rest of the program lined up now. <laughs> so I, I you know over the weekend I spent uh time with my friends going to a football game in the Which fall. one? That's Which game did you go to? I went to the Wisconsin Northwestern game. Oh, geez, you're kidding me. Are you, <laughs> are you a Northwestern fan? No, I actually went to the University of Wisconsin Madison. Oh, so. well, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I had a good time. I'm a graduate of Northwestern, so it uh, you did us in forty-two to seven. Jeez, no wonder you were happy. Jeez, Mark, I'm going to leave this program right now. You take over, Mark. <laughs> crushed us forty-two to seven at Northwestern. And that, uh, oh, so you're a Badger fan from Badger yes. country. And that, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you need, and you need to be, to find that time with the Lord, 
to be nourished faith-wise, but also through good friends and family. Right, exactly. You can't do this alone. You, 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 you can't do this alone. It's impossible, or, it's, or it wouldn't be healthy. There's a great line that says, things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways. Things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways. So sometimes we take in tragedy and hurt and hardship and betrayal, whatever it might be. We think we're putting a nice mask on, but they come out in noisy ways. Someone who gains weight, mm-hmm. loses weight, vicious temper, starts uh, acting out, drinking more. So things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways. So you need to be able to turn to friends, to family, to prayer, to the Lord, uh, just to keep a balance and to find some joy in the midst of tragedy. So it, um, I think, you know, to be with friends and family, go to a football game, and just to get it, just to step away. And what about the, the children uh, there? Give us an example or two of where you see the joy in them. I mean, those pictures were joy-filled. Well, they've got to bring some joy to your life. Those masks know. that they were wearing, yeah. I, I don't know if that was Halloween or All Saints or just masks. I think, well, that was... Uh, if you go on our Facebook page, you'll see a lot of, of really good photos of the kids having a good time and enjoying each other's company. Um, the ones on our website, uh, th- those were part of our Soaring to Excellence theme. So they got to choose whatever kind of mask they wanted. Um, That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have had a bozo mask on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to your point, you know, pr- being a principal – they don't really prep you for, it's probably one of the loneliest jobs, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're working a lot on your own. Um, and the even buck stops with you. Team. Mm-hmm. Final decisions. So finding that time, we, our peers, we stay in touch with each other because my peers, uh, we need that reassurance that we're doing the right thing, that we can stay in this and do this work. Because it's not easy. Now, now right. brag about the, brag about your curriculum. Brag about the faculty. And uh, I think as Mark asked earlier, why would you want to send a child to your school? Which is, I certainly would. But uh, so your curriculum with religion, English, the basics, extracurricular yeah, activities. Yeah, you know, in eighth grade, they're taking algebra. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I and we do offer foreign language so we offer spanish and ukrainian as an option you get to choose which class you want to attend um because because of the covid pandemic and because we have uh you know a large majority of refugees we've added additional preps and so the students are getting steam twice a week which is science technology engineering and math uh art and math and then uh that's an actual extra time to sort of explore the the sciences and and building things and then uh we have uh religion uh, several days a week and uh, and gym so we're trying to give the students uh time like through the art class that's three days a week to um release some of their emotions onto the paper right mm-hmm. um, no so those extra before I want to make sure we have enough time. Let's go through again the seventy, uh, the forty percent refugee population you're supporting. What it's costing and how people can contact you. Yes, the yeah. number mm-hmm. is seven seven three three eight four seven two four three. That's probably the best way to get in touch with us. 
Okay. Uh, tuition is roughly seven thousand a month, uh, seven thousand a year. Um, you know, so we broke that down earlier. That was one hundred and seventy-five a week, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you? That's so, right. um, any donation to help support the tuition is is our ask right now. And what is what um, is what is your address over there, Anna? Uh, it's twenty-two hundred West Rice, R I C E Street, in Ukrainian Village. So, there so might... that would be that would be the envelope of Chicago, Illinois. What's the zip? Six zero six two two. Six zero six two two twenty two hundred West Rice Street, Chicago. Okay, excellent. And there might be some folks out there that want to totally support a student, student, and that would be seven thousand dollars. And that's and this year, but you're projecting carrying over many of those students, which means you're looking next at year. next year. Oh, this, this is not just a one-year deal. It's also, this is for, it wouldn't be wonderful if a, if a family out there would say, we will take a child, one child per year until graduation. So if right. a child's in fifth grade, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and say, we will commit one tuition for one child per year until graduation, that would be a tremendous gift. And the people who are listening, I know, could do this. And this is for the St. Nicholas Cathedral School, 2200 West Rice in Chicago, 60622. And even is $175 will cover one month. Every gift helps. Yes. And what people don't realize that every gift does make a difference. When, yes. when someone says, oh, what does my $10 do? What, what does my $100 do? You start adding those nickels and dimes, it makes a huge, huge difference. So want to thank you in a very special way, um, Anna, for joining us. Anna Cirilli, the principal of St. Nicholas Catholic Cathedral School in Chicago. Anna, we both want to say to you, you are doing a phenomenal job uh, with the help and grace of God. I, we, we can't thank you enough yes. for you and the faculty, staff, administration, because it's not just you alone, but the entire team. In many ways, you have become a tremendous unsung hero in this Chicago Archdiocese uh, for what you're doing. May God bless you. Our prayers are with you. But uh, we'll be in contact with you from the cathedral to see how we can help our neighbor down the street over on Rice Street. So I want to thank in a very special way uh, Mark Teresi, oh. co-host this morning. So thank you, Mark. And you're special thank welcome. you to our engineers, Michael May and Brian Brock, and our producer, Jasmine Kiddos. For all of you for listening, God bless all of you. We pray for the end to the conflict in Ukraine. Blessings to all of you this week. God bless. Thank you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.